Anyway, so so someone start some witty banter for us to talk about. Something Hold fun. No, it's it's really the easiest way to do witty banter is just come up with a topic and then we just naturally start to talk about it. Dolphins. So um, what I hate this. <laughs> this is all. <laughs> this is already my least favorite thing that's ever happened. Oh, oh, oh. I can't believe it got there so fast. Oh my gosh. Can we just do any animal and just su- that that was that sounded more like a chipmunk in all honesty to oh, me. Oh, oh, uh, I no, got chipmunks are like Rick. Come no, on. Those are, they're the same. No, no, I I got one. I got one. Have you ever thought about uh old-timey railroad folk using Morse code? Why do they That's Ben, where are you going? Oh, he's got He's got to call Hannah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. So, uh, check out our website. <laughs> beep, 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 dot com. And don't you do the beep thing again. <laughs> yeah, no more beeps, Chris. I'm pissed that you weren't recording all beep, of that. Wait, hold on. I'm beep, beep, babe. Shit. Who are you? I don't know. Uh, beep, beep. I'm Chris. I'm, I'm Chris. And I'm a filmmaker. From Nashville, Tennessee. This is Spider-Man, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, yes right. we're doing Spider-Man. <laughs> should, I, should I just roll with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, next, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, Rick, and I, I've, I'm not Spider-Man. <laughs> no, you're not. Well, I'm Rick Fox. I'm a aspiring author, and I am your friendly neighborhood fox. I'm Josh Birch, an analyst here in Nashville. Uh, and I'm nothing without my suit. Hi, I'm Benj. I'm also an analyst here in Nashville. And I'm finally Donald Glover in a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we're opinionated! And we saw Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by John Watts, and it stars Tom Holland, Michael Keaton, Zendaya, Donald Glover, Jacob Batalon, and Laura Harrier. Peter Parker, with the help of his mentor, Tony Stark, tries to balance his life as an ordinary high school student in New York City while fighting crime as his superhero alter ego, Spider-Man, when a new threat emerges. Guys, this is going to be a spoiler-free podcast. Uh, normally, we'll do a spoiler-free portion uh, with a little break in between and then followed by a spoiler-filled portion. However, we're going to go ahead and belay that spoiler-filled portion. We're going to save that for later uh, when we eventually go through and just do a Marvel series. Uh, so for now, uh, enjoy this spoiler-free podcast on Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, and I guess the first question I'll throw out is, what were your thoughts going into it? We've had a whole lot of Spider-Man movies, honestly. Like, it would be really easy to not be excited for this just because of the amount of content that we've had and some of the reaction to that Spider-Man content hasn't been the best. So what were you guys' thoughts going into this one? You saw the trailers. Were you excited for it? What were your thoughts? Chris, let's start with you. 
Uh, well, I, I was a little bit of a, a mixed bag in terms of my emotion going into this movie for all the reasons you mentioned, Josh. But also on a positive note, I've experienced this particular Spider-Man before. Tom Holland was in Captain America Civil War, and I really liked him as Spider-Man. I thought he was actually sort of a showstopper in that movie. However, one thing I was really disappointed by was I think this movie in retrospect, has a really bad trailer. At first, I was really into it, and then when I saw it multiple times, I realized I was into it because I was excited to see a Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. The trailer sort of just gives away a ton of plot points, and it just felt like I was going to already see a movie I'd seen in a trailer when I was walking into the theater, so I was a little nervous. But I was hopeful at the same time that the charm of Tom Holland could carry the movie, even if my presumption about it were true. I agree with what you said about the trailer kind of throwing you off. One of the things that I was concerned with after seeing it was it looked like there was going to be way too much Iron Man in this movie for me. Mm -hmm. Like, not that I don't appreciate the tie-ins, but that's best when it's an Avengers movie or it's some group movie, right? For the standalone films about a specific superhero, you can have those other heroes show up, but it needs to be brief. And that's not what the trailer looked like it was going to be. It looked like Iron Man was going to be a pivotal part of this movie. And I wasn't really looking forward to that. I mean, I enjoy Iron Man in the Iron Man movies and in, in the Avengers movies, but the rest of the look of this, of this movie from the trailers looked like it was going to be kind of light and upbeat until you see the vulture come in as the villain. Like I kind of wanted it to stay that way. And there's definitely a different tone to it when you get the rest of the Avengers coming in. Uh, I will say that I agree with you. I really liked Tom Holland in Civil War. I thought he did a phenomenal job. And personally, he's my favorite of the actors who've played Spider-Man. I think he does a really good job. I think he brings a certain charm to it. And I think he's the most believable as a teenage Peter Parker. The rest mm -hmm. of them definitely felt like you know, those 20-somethings trying to pretend like they're in high school still. Tom Holland definitely still... I mean, the actor is 21, but he looks young and he can play that part well. And I think, and so I was looking forward to seeing how that would work in this movie. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I have been since my early childhood. There's just something about a, a tiny little guy who's really snarky going up against a lot of people who want to kick his butt that just really speaks to me. I don't know what I, it is. I wonder why. <laughs> but I've always, always loved Spider-Man. And I was really excited for the original Spider-Man movies until we got to three. And I was really excited for the Amazing Spider-Man series. And then they stopped making them. And you can hear how excited I was about Tom Holland's Spider-Man on our Civil War First Impressions podcast. Big I loved, loved, <laughs> loved, loved, loved him in that movie. I thought he was, even just from that little snippet, the best Spider-Man that we had gotten so far. So I was very excited going into this movie. It was one where I tried to avoid the trailers as much as possible. Um, just because I had heard that the first one gave away a lot of plot points and that kind of thing. And I don't usually want to go into a movie spoiler-free, but if they're just going to you know, lay out everything on the table that way, I don't really want to, to see that. But I did end up seeing trailers just because we go see movies. That's sort of our thing. But even after that, I was still very excited for the movie, especially as I started to see the reviews coming in for it. How about you, Ben? I was think? extremely skeptical coming into this movie. I was kind of disappointed uh, with how some of Marvel movies have been almost cookie cutter when it, they're trying to introduce a new character. It's like, oh, okay, well, the first 20 minutes is going to be backstory and setup, and then we're going to be introduced to our villain at some point. And, I mean, 
not that they're bad movies, but I was expecting a lot of character and like, okay, well, how did Peter Parker become Peter Parker? What's his backstory? And I I was expecting that. And I'm not, wasn't super thrilled with Sony uh, and how they've handled the property as well, especially with some of the, the last movie in each of those iterations, uh, Spider-Man three or amazing or the second amazing Mm Spider-Man. But I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> uh, seeing this movie. It it did a lot to quell some of the reservations I had about this movie. Yeah. They did a really good job. I was ex- I, I thought Tom Holland would kill it uh, from watching Civil War, but I just had this feeling that the rest of the movie. I thought that the rest of the movie would ruin his performance as hmm. uh, performance as Spider Man. But I didn't pleas- think he'd be supported by a good movie. Yeah, I I figured that this would just be another reboot, so that they could now have Spider Man in the Marvel universe, and Marvel and Sony would would try to would fight over how they wanted this to happen. But it seemed like they worked together to make a great Spider Man movie. They really did. Uh, we have seen Uncle Ben die almost as much as we've seen uh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne's parents bite it. So I can see why you would not want to experience that origin story again. But but it def- it feels fresh. We we've we already know who Spider Man is. I mean, through years of having seen different Spider Man movies, but this one we know going into it, we're not getting an origin story because we know that Spider Man has already been in Civil War. And this obviously takes place afterwards because Tony Stark is talking to him. So we know just from the trailers that it isn't going to be an but, origin story. But it very but, easily could have included a bit at the beginning where we like we see the flashback and we see the moment where Peter was at the wrestling thing and was a jerk and didn't stop the guy. And we, we could see all of that being in the movie in some sort of flashback way. The way we see uh, with Batman in Batman v Superman, we get that that bit there. Very easily, that could have been there. Yeah, and to an extent, I I understand that criticism, but I also feel like it could it can still anything like that can be done well, even if it's been done before. Like that's the whole concept of the reboot hinges on that idea potentially being successful. I think part of the problem with the Spider-Man franchise is that it's happening too frequently and a little too recently. And because they keep failing the property, they feel like they keep having to start from square one. And it's still something that no one's asked for. So the difference to me in this one is to me, this still kind of feels like an origin story. It's only not an origin story in the sense that we don't see a spider bite him and he starts learning to use his powers. He, he's still, becoming a real bona fide hero in this movie because one of the i mean there's uh i can't really get into specifics but they sort of explore the fact that he's a gritty like you know he's just helping he's just trying to help where he can at this point in his life you know he hasn't really become a captain america or a tony stark level hero yet he's a kid in high school trying to find his place in the world and i think that's what makes this so unique and special it's not necessarily the fact that they chose not to do an origin story is the fact that they're tackling spider-man in a way that they genuinely haven't yet not enthusiastically they're embracing spider-man as a teenager in high school. And, and I think that's what makes it unique and so charming. And it's refreshing, too. It's refreshing to have it down to this scale. Uh, not only because it feels familiar as someone who's read a whole lot of the old Spider-Man comics, but, you know, with all the superhero movies we've had, you can only have so many, okay, our heroes are going up against a universe ender. Like, that can only happen so many times before it's like, man, 
you know, it's every other day with this, the world's going to end. Like, it's yeah. it's nice to have them up against, like, the Vulture is just a bad guy, you know? Like, he, he's, he's an arms dealer. He's, he's not, not a tr- planet yeah, killer. He's not trying to float America up in the air so that he can smash it back down into Earth. Like, he's just a bad dude that needs to be stopped. But, and it's nice. It's it's refreshing to have that level of... The scale be taken down as yeah, opposed to constantly ramping good. up. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, I think you're about to jump in, right? I was going to say, I also really appreciate that the Vulture feels like someone who is very much related to Peter Parker and his story. You You can see some parallels in what's going on with both of them there. And that's not really true of several of the last movies that we've done. I definitely don't think that was true of Doctor Strange. It felt like the two, the villain and our hero, were almost strangers in a lot of ways, and they only uh-huh. barely interact. Ha ha ha. But in this one, there. Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> the audience could hear, hear the wheels turning on that one. Welcome to the party, Chris. <laughs> you were saying, uh, Rick? I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you were talking about how how it feels like our hero and villain are they're they're relatable not only to us but to each other and and that makes the interactions that they have with each other mean more and the- you were comparing it to Doctor Strange and some of the previous movies we've seen uh, and and one of the things I'll say is man vulture is the vulture and Michael Keaton's portrayal of him is just so good in this movie honestly Joe Steeler I think he's Absolutely. one of, if not the best MCU villain so far. And I think that there there are contenders to be sure, but to my taste, this is what I want from a villain. The only one that comes to mind for me is Loki, and that's only because of Avengers, not really anything like in where he was in, you know, just a Thor movie. Man, Michael Keaton really nailed it as this character, and the writing really, really stepped it up for me in terms of having an MCU villain. Yeah, his villainy, he is so strong, and he is so menacing throughout the entire movie. Even when he does things by accident, it feels menacing with how he handles everything that is going on. But But he's also multifaceted. Like, I'm really interested in his goals, and I... uh, He's definitely a villain, like, true and true, but... He, he's not just like a cackling, like, ah, like re- Silver Age villain. He, he's an actual human, and yeah. that's what I think makes him so good. The reason he's doing what he's doing is something I can imagine myself doing in his circumstance. Yeah. It makes perfect sense from where he's standing to do the things he's doing. Which makes him, I think, a great foil for the type of Spider-Man they went for Absolutely, in this movie, yes. for yeah. sure. And I, and I think it... I think it's impressive how good a job they did with it too, because if if you've read the comics, the vulture is not like one of your A tier villains for Spider Man. He's like a creepy old dude in a wingsuit who like plays with magnets. Like he's not the big bad villain, but they but they make him genuinely scary in this film. Like it, it really works, and it's just a testament to how well they do. Absolutely. Now, I also won't say that this film's perfect. Something bugged me walking out of the theater uh, about the movie. I really enjoyed it, but there were some things that just kind of felt off. And it wasn't until I later later read a post by Max Landis. (laughs) I was going to bring this at the exact same thing up. That it kind of, it all came together with what was bothering me. And that was that for all of the good things in this movie, they do, it does feel like they miss out on one of the core themes of Spider-Man in general which is that along with his power comes responsibility and there are serious consequences for the things that he does and the people that he interacts with Mm -hmm. because he has these powers. Uh, And it doesn't feel like, 
I mean, they they don't say the line in this one. Which right. I really actually love that they don't say the line. That's fine, because the line's kind of been beaten to death at this point. Mm-hmm. It has. But it also doesn't feel like they stay too true to that theme. The movie's a lot of fun, but it doesn't feel like the con- that he has serious consequences for his actions. We get to see a lot of small, short-term consequences that are that either don't have lasting impact or are reversed later on in the movie. We don't see him lose in terms of emotional stakes the way that we do in a lot of previous Spider-Man movies. And I I agree, that is a a flaw with this movie. Don't get me wrong, it's still very, very fun, and it's a, a, a blast to watch, but I think it lacks a bit of that emotional impact that is that that is what really makes spider-man work but my caveat is that i'm hoping that they are using this to reset us on who spider-man is and that in future installments they can move towards that type of thing because we've had that theme hit really really hard in other movies so maybe they're doing a smart thing and saying okay we're gonna ease away from that for a minute let them get back into this character and, and the fun of this character and why people go see him yeah and when we come back to him, we can really move forward with that idea. I think it's really well, funny that y'all brought up Max Landis. I'm so hot and cold on Max Landis's opinions. I, 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 I yeah. Like I, on the one hand, Max Landis made one of my favorite movies, straight up. Like Chronicle is like I think a brilliant thing. Like it, absolutely, everyone should go see it. I also think he made an amazing work of criticism with the. I think it's called the the death and rebirth of Superman. Uh, that YouTube video he made, and I haven't watched his wrestling one yet, and I really want to really watch good. it. But like, I, I I agree and disagree with that statement from Max Landis because I think that it's fine that they haven't addressed it yet. I think it would be criminal if they make like three more movies and it's never come up once because that's such a core thing that has to do with it's the same thing like i haven't seen it but in batman v superman apparently batman uses guns right like that that's a thing that betrays his character he He kills kills people people. he doesn't really use guns oh right so i knew it was something like that and that's the thing that betrays his character but if we had seen an arc played out to its fulfillment where we see batman get to that place i feel like it, it could have been forgivable and what I'm thinking here is this seems like a perfect jumping off point where in the next installment or even in the installment after that, they can be setting up the core idea of how important responsibility is. So I don't want to fault this movie for that because as a franchise, I don't know where it's going. And this core movie seemed to be going for a completely different theme, which is, in my opinion, identity. I would tend to agree with you in a lot of ways. I think that Max Landis is an excellent storyteller, and he really knows the bones of stories. But even when he was making that series of of tweets, he was clear to say, I still think this movie is really good, and it's a lot of fun. It's just interesting that they chose to take this tact with Spider-Man when that idea of responsibility and consequence is so core to his character. And like I said earlier, I agree that it, in a lot of ways, worked really well for this movie. I think it may have been what we needed for us to be able to move forward with Spider-Man as a character. That's why I'm so hopeful that in the future they will do that. And for most studios, I wouldn't have faith that they would be able to to make that mature step. I think that they would see how well this movie has performed and say, oh, we better not do any of that responsibility stuff. That's probably what tanked the last movies. Yeah. Um, but Marvel is consistently decent with their writing, if not always amazing. They they do try to do new things, and they do sometimes try to try to take things a step forward, the way I think that they did with Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. So I'm hopeful that that's where they're heading with this. Yeah. But I do 
feel like the movie could theoretically have been better if it had that emotional impact. I still, well, actually, I do 100% agree with that letter statement. I just don't know if I think it's for the same reason. I don't know if I think it's because there's no responsibility theme. I feel like there's just not enough of un really hardcore emotional theme in general like it's, that that's my thing is it, that it's, there's yeah. a there's a hint at something i like i again i think that the theme of identity is very present in this movie mm -hmm. but that theme at a certain point became no longer important and because of that when the movie was over i left thinking okay like that was a lot of fun but i i mean i remember even other spider-man movies i've left thinking wow like i want to spider-man and i didn't really feel that way after this movie yeah i, I do think that spider-man's now top tier mcu hero for me i, I loved tom holland spider-man in this and uh there were several scenes that did give me that feeling but the movie as a whole did not so i right. agree with that to, to kind of bring it back to your batman example you know in batman the the way that he was violent and the way that he clearly murdered people goes directly against the grain of who batman is for me this isn't that by any stretch of the imagination. It's He's not much doing anything active against his character. Exactly. This doesn't. This isn't a departure from the character of Peter Parker. The way that that is. So I think that's a big part of what helps it, and a big part of why the movie still succeeds massively for me. And yeah, I, I think that Tom Holland is hands down the best Spider-Man. Like, there's no competition at all. He he manages to perfectly balance the coolness of being Spider-Man and the dorky uncoolness of being Peter Parker, and managed it to make all of that still charming and enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I I agree. I think I'm still hesitant to say I think it's at least as good as Spider-Man one and two, in my opinion. Uh, but but I would say that. He's definitely the best Spider-Man. That's that's specifically what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying that this is the best Spider-Man movie, but yeah, Tom Holland. As far as I'm concerned, there's no competition. He yeah. is the best Peter Parker that there, we've had. He's, he's think, both charming and full of heart. Like he really nails it. And I really like all the supporting cast too. I think all all of them do a great job at playing. I mean, I'm not super familiar with the comics. But they, it feels everybody feels real and vibrant and has their own personality. In there's these one character that grates on my nerves though. Who Are is you that? talking about Flash? No, I'm talking about Zenda. I loved their version of Flash in this one. It felt like because Flash was meant to just be the douchebag, right? He was the douchebag. Oh, I jock punch, that, as soon as picked, I saw him, I wanted to punch him in the on face. Peter Parker, and in this, in in this one, Flash isn't like a bully. He's just they've upgraded him to what a modern douchebag is. Yeah. And it works mm. really well. No. He's that guy that you can't do anything about, but you just right. hate being around him. But for it's, some reason he has more friends than you. That doesn't make sense. No, it like <laughs> I loved Flash in this one. The person that I didn't was uh Zendaya's character. Michelle. I loved her. Oh my gosh. And it it might she could have played that perfectly. It might just be that I find real people who act like her incredibly annoying. Uh but man, did her character grate on my nerves. I really liked her a lot, actually. Really? <laughs> she was one of my favorite side characters. I I didn't like her, and I didn't dislike her at the same time. There were things about the character that I like, especially in connection with who that character is normally. Um, but at the same time, there are things about the direction that they took her that also graded on me. So I can I can see both sides of this argument. There there are for me definite positives with the character, and at the same time, those positives are in some ways weaknesses for me. Although I will agree with you, Benj, that 
aside from that one that could just be personal preference, I think there's a tremendous supporting cast in this. Mm-hmm. And I, I like like you said with how some of the characters that they've been they have actually been updated mm-hmm. to be a more modern and more natural feeling as far as what today is. And they've updated Spider-Man to reflect the time that we're in, as opposed to maybe some of the other Spider-Men kind of still being the same character from the original, but not really matching what's going on in the world that the movie is in. He also feels like a more genuine New Yorker in this yeah, one than in does. the other movies. He's got that slight, what is it, Queens-like accent. Yeah. Like, it's just, I love it. <laughs> and he feels like a more genuine teen. Yeah, I mean, like, absolutely. You, you see in the trailer, like, he's building Legos with his friend. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like, so much of just the small things about his character make him really feel like a teenager who's got some cool powers and is excited to use it. It's like you mentioned where this is a movie that's about him coming to terms with his identity. And it feels like this genuine, the way Tom Holland plays it feels like a teenager kind of coming into his own. It well, really and, reminded me of a lot of like classic high school movies mm-hmm, that have yeah. no action or superheroism in it at all, but they're just fueled by strong characters that are uh, voiced by genuine, you know, adolescent experience. The actions all feel real, and the emotions feel real. Like finding out that your best friend is Spider Man, like that, that, like how he reacts. I, I, think... I loved his his uh, his friend. Yeah, oh, I can't remember awesome. his name. Ned. 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 Yeah, the guy with the just... computer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was gonna be my original one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it just all feels so real. And then Aunt May, uh, as played by Marissa Tomei, like she just feels real and appropriate even though she may not be the quintessential aunt may she's not the super old wrinkly aunt may yeah but but we we feel evil (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i really like this new version of aunt may i i think that making her younger and more able to speak with peter on a level that isn't grandmotherly really helps the character and can really help her develop in future movies and it feels like she really gets down to his level, whereas in some of the previous ones, she's like, okay, w- come up here and let's talk about these <laughs> she, things. She was almost Yoda-like in previous movies in that she was <laughs> there to be old and dispense wisdom. <laughs> and die all- later. And she didn't die, but but th- like she was there to be in danger. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, that is the role of women in previous Spider-Man movies, basically. <laughs> yeah. Now, it was really good in this one. I liked the role that... The, the different ladies had. I liked the role that the sidekick had. Um, I, I thought that the way all the characters played together mm-hmm. and interacted with each other worked really well for me. Yeah. So uh, do we have anything else we need to bring up before we get to our final thoughts? Um, we should talk about I, Tony Stark real quick. I think that his presence was not what you were worried about in your uh, when you were going into the, the film. I think that he's used just the right amount. There's enough of him that... We get to see some of the fun of having Tony Stark interact with really any character just because Robert Downey Jr. really nails that character and brings a lot of fun to him anytime he's on screen, but also doesn't come close to overwhelming Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I also was pleasantly surprised because I feel like we got to see a new side of Tony Stark in this one. And also we get to see more of Jon Favreau's character that we haven't really seen since the first first Iron Man movie. Like where he he has been basically a cameo appearance and everything else. He was great in this one. Yeah, I loved his personality and how he's... Like how he was so like okay whatever little kid throughout the movie um, on certain in in certain instances where 
Tony Stark treats him the same way, and he finally has somebody that he that is beneath him, and how, how that interaction works, and how he's kind of trying to dispense the same thing that Tony Stark gave to him down to Tom, uh, down to Peter Parker. I I enjoyed the, him playing that character. Absolutely, it it worked really well. I, and again, I think that goes into the just all of the supporting cast really nails it in this, mm-hmm. in the yeah. way that they interact with each and other. I also find it hilarious, uh, just how. Michael Keaton's career has gone where he played Batman and then he played uh, a actor who played a superhero and is now on the stage and he played was, someone called Birdman, Birdman and now is the and now is Vulture and a villain. He's really good at playing people who pretend to be the flying creatures. <laughs> it's, uh, his performance, I cannot gush enough. He is he is by far the best acted movie, oh, yeah. movie uh, villain in the MCU. Tom he Holland carries... did a great job, but in my opinion, Michael Keaton best performance. Oh yeah, yeah. like he is the best villain because I don't I don't treat Loki at this point as a villain. I th- I picture him He's as an anti-hero. An, an, yeah, exactly. Almost, yeah, he does have a pretty villainous turn at, at his most recent appearance, but that's pretty understandable. Everyone We're has been to like so Loki. Yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense, but. Um... We also tend to root against... I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> we'll, right. we'll get to that movie at some point. So are we ready for final thoughts, guys? I think so. All right. Chris, why don't you start us off? Uh, so I definitely recommend this movie. Go buy a movie ticket. Go see it in the theaters. It is great. Uh, normally, during these first impressions reviews, we provide a mini summary of uh, how we would surmise the movie uh, as an experience. And uh, I would say that it is just... Not, not really anything clever just a really spectacular time uh it is super fun um it's very charming uh it's it's not gonna be movie of the year material uh i don't even think it's best out of the mcu so far material but it's also like just generally really good uh so yeah i definitely highly recommend anyone see it if you're a spider-man fan i think you're gonna love it if you're a general superhero fan i think you're gonna love it if you're not a superhero fan at all eh, maybe not for you <laughs> Um, I, I also really enjoyed it. Um, in my mind, it's the best of the Spider-Man movies that we've gotten. Um, I think it, close second would be Spider-Man 2, uh, just because I really like, again, the villain in that, that movie. I think often in superhero movies, the villain can make the movie. Uh, and with this, with Michael Keaton just giving such a strong performance in this one, uh, this has got to be at the top of the list of the Spider-Man movies for me. Um... Again, I don't. I don't have a, a pithy, uh, some clever phrase other than um, this is just th- this is the Spider-Man series finally grown up. Um, just in the way that it's handling the material, it's not trying to. It, it feels like it's not trying too hard. Finally, like it knows what the material is, and it finally knows how to use it appropriately. <laughs> um, and so, I I absolutely recommend you see it. It's really good. I love how you described it as a. Super uh, Spider-Man series that's feels grown up, but yet they get younger <laughs> for this movie. And it, it's it's really funny, but I agree with you. Right, the the characters feel younger, mm-hmm. but the movie makers feel like they've grown into the mystery. Exactly. Material. Yes. Exactly. Why don't you go ahead, Finch? Well, um, I would totally recommend this movie. I this was really good, especially for uh, a superhero movie where some of them can feel very formulaic. Uh, the 
the performances are awesome uh we finally get to see donald glover in a super or a spider-man movie <laughs> after all the like 50 50 love it and let's kill this guy that he got for possibly playing miles morales in the amazing spider-man as part of an option for that i, li- I like seeing him now in a spider-man movie uh as far as my pithy uh one uh three words i'd say stick around uh this movie makes me want to stick around and figure out what they're going to do with this character this is a perfect this this movie is a perfect setup for spider-man and the mcu including spider-man going forward i cannot wait to see what they do next and that's why i want to stick around to see what they do with this character going forward I agree with everyone here. This is a great movie. I've really, really enjoyed it. As a Spider-Man fan, I am ecstatic about this movie because this is the the first time that we've had Spider-Man perfectly nailed. There are drawbacks to this movie, I think. I think that the movies going forward can be improved, but that's not really a slight against this movie. That's why my my mini-review is fun, neighborhood-friendly. Or... <laughs> friendly neighborhood fun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's going to have to stay in. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but, you know, this this movie takes a step back from what the Marvel movies have been doing in, you know, endangering the whole world in every single movie. This is a neighborhood scale, the the villain is scaled down, the hero is scaled down, and that works. It lets the stakes be a lot more personal in a lot of ways. Um, and it's just fun in a way that, you know, sometimes Spider-Man movies aren't because a lot of times the, the responsibility and the way that they handle that and the way that they make everything hurt for Peter Parker takes a lot of the fun out of this movie. And that's not what happens here. So yeah, I absolutely recommend that you definitely go see this movie. Uh, if you're at all interested in superheroes, I mean, if you're just absolutely against superheroes, that's the only time I could say this won't be fun for you. But even then, I, I really think that anyone can come to this movie and have a good time with it. Now, Rick, I'm, I'm interested because you said that this is not as good as the first two Spider-Man movies, in your opinion. You, you thought that the first two with uh, Tobey Maguire were better than this one? I think that those movies are better at being Spider-Man movies as a whole because I think that they handled the themes of that character better. On the other hand, I think that this movie has the best Spider-Man, so I am very hopeful that in the future they will tackle those themes in a way that this movie didn't. I mean, in my opinion, like the the first two Spider-Man movies still have all of my favorite Spider-Man moments, period. And that's part of what brought my... like sort of review of this movie below those is that i never really got i mean there's moments that definitely hit me hard but i would still put all the best spider-man moments from the first two sam raimi movies i'll put it this way there's a specific moment in this movie that is clearly taken from a specific very famous part of the comic series and i am genuinely sad that they used it here because i think that they mishandled it and i think it's because this movie in a lot of ways doesn't have that emotional heart that a lot of spider-man movies do i'd be curious to know what that is i'll I'll tell you about it after we can talk about it afterwards but I, i i agree it yeah, the, for for folks who are fans of Spider-Man, you'll recognize it almost immediately. Um, and and it was it was kind of disheartening just to see it. It's just kind of thrown aside. It's yeah. it's thrown there almost I, I as don't a shout out. Used, but but thrown aside is. 
is I guess a good way of putting it. It's it's like a character that you really wanted to see get a uh, in, a, in a full movie just getting a cameo. Right. That that's a great way of putting it. Um, well, and I I think a, a lot of what you guys prefer about the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies is it seems like this one is trying to introduce Peter Parker to uh, things not going his way and to loss. Whereas those it was saying, hey, you're going to lose Uncle Ben immediately and you're going to lose all these things. And at the end of the movie, there's going to be hope, but it's going to be very sad and depressing. Whereas this one, they were trying to get you upbeat and have you enjoying the movie and being happy with the movie. And but also kind of at least introduce the idea to Peter Parker about loss. Which... That, that is actually exactly correct in a lot of ways. But because of the order of events, because clearly Peter should have lost Uncle Ben at some point prior to this movie. So he should be very used to loss and that kind of thing. And just from terms of timeline, it can't have been that long ago that he lost his Uncle Ben. But that doesn't even seem to be a part of this world. So, yeah, you know, there's just... There's things that I hope that they can can bring into this Spider-Man's character in future movies that just aren't there in this one. That's all it is. I think that's fair. And we no. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, this has been this is kind of a different format than we normally use for reviewing movies. But uh, since we want to come back to the Marvel movies later, uh, we are just leaving it at our spoiler-free portion here. Um, we do have more episodes you can check out at our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. We're on social media, at OpinionCast on Twitter, and we're Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Additionally, you can reach us at opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions for movies we, we should watch. Also, if you get a chance, go leave us a review on iTunes. We always appreciate the the feedback, and it really helps us uh, reach out to new listeners. Please send us emails as well. Yes. And vote in the polls. We, we love hearing from you guys. <laughs> Additionally, tonight we want to give a special shout-out to Philip Engelhart. Uh, he helped us get our audio set up, as well as let us use his recording studio. Uh, and so a big shout-out and a thanks to him. Uh, you can check out his material at philipenglehart.com. Again, just huge thanks to him. Uh, until next time, guys, we're, we're opinionated. opinionated. Thanks for listening.